Riker is literally snoring so hard under my desk, he didn't even realize I got up and moved. I hear him. <laughs> he is cutting logs right now. All right, let's be quiet. Let's see if we hear him. Dude, it's five o'clock. What is he doing sleeping? I got the mic a little closer. Jeez. He's a dog, man. He's 12 years old. Oh. He's like, I'm going to sleep when I feel like it. No, that's it. He's 12 years old. That's it. Also known as... What is that? 80s. What's up, trade crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. We are powered by Keystone Sales and Associates. They are your premier PHVAC manufacturers rep in the Mid-Atlantic. I do work for Keystone Sales, and we just picked up some new products. Got to go over that a little bit. I'm pretty pumped. But I've got a beer sitting here staring me down. It's just me and Ryden tonight. No guest. We got a lot to cover. So without further ado... No? No, Ryan, you don't want to say anything? You're supposed to say, let's get it going, so that I can say, yeah, come on. Oh, yeah. Let's get it going. Yeah, come on. How did I forget that? I thought I said I don't it. know. <laughs> no, you didn't say it. <laughs> I was rolling. You totally wrecked it. All right. Roll God. that. Roll that beautiful music. Let's go. What's up, trade crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. Sorry we missed you last week. We have been busy, if uh, there's ever a word for it. So oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you to our other platinum sponsor, One Thing Marketing, for all the excellent work they did putting our website together. Thank you so much for that. I know they've had some, I think they've had some good growth the last couple of months. I've talked to Brittany and I know she's been busy, so that's positive. I know she's been on a few other podcasts been cheating on us but i know how it is that's all gotta right gotta get out there gotta get yep. out there and grow that's how it works right how's the swag shop looking on there the swag shop is nice i know we've got uh we got a few more items to drop which we gotta we gotta put together our little marketing campaign for that i figured that was something that's on my agenda for us to discuss at uh our up and coming hvac r&d business dinner sunday night Yep. We've got some we've got some cool stuff coming, everybody. We can't talk about all of it right now, but you're gonna see some uh some stories and probably some different live stuff first of the of next week on the twenty third and twenty fourth. Um we've had some stuff in the works for a long time and it's about time for it to come to fruition, so we're very excited about that. Um 
But yeah. Oh yeah, we got to send uh, Corey a little package up there at. Oh yeah. I told Care him package. we have some accoutrements on there. Yes, some accoutrements. <laughs> Your favorite word. He may or may not could use. I told him what we had, and uh, yeah. So we got to send. Oh, him I'm I'm sure package. he could. I'm sure he could. He's gonna have to take a picture of it in use. Oh so we boy. Can use that for some good promotional. Well, actually, let's no. don't do let's, that. Let's not do that. Last let's, time we last time we did that, it cost us a, a channel by accident. So we're not gonna do that. Right? Um, yeah. So when Corey got accepted to have state, he popped a bottle of champagne and took a big swig of it, and I posted it on Instagram. And you know, he was eighteen. Nobody no thought about that. It. That's true. That's that's the kicker. Well, you don't get accepted to app when you're. 21 years old well you could i guess yes you could gi <laughs> bill thank you very much right um so thank anyway. you for your service gentlemen so and ladies don't forget nobody right i guess that uh so i guess that leads us into swag shop and r&d is you know how much have you been loving some hvac r&d lately i know we've been very busy so we've not posted every week it's been an every other week thing for uh, the last month or so but we we're working on it trust me a lot of a lot of our travel in some cases will be out of the way at least out of town stuff and it'll be a bit more local stuff so hopefully we can catch up a little bit more going into the holidays but how much are you loving hvac rd whatever streaming platform you're listening whether it be pandora spotify iheart apple music google music stitcher there's like 25 of them yep go find us Wherever you like to listen to us, follow us, like us, subscribe. Please leave us a review. Please share us with your fellow trade crew members. Help us to continue growing this community because there's a lot of cool things that we're starting to get the opportunity to be involved in to really help go out and you know grow the future of, of our trade. And every little bit of support you guys give us greatly helps us do that. So please go out and check us out. Um, social media continues to grow. I know Instagram finally kicked back over 1,400, so we have we have officially almost completed our comeback. Uh, Trade Hounds is over 1,500 and growing. LinkedIn and TikTok crossed 300 plus. Facebook, I just, I'm sorry, Facebook's just not my platform. Uh, we got enough other places to be. Yeah, what Facebook? I don't know. I'm, I have trouble with Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Sorry, Meta. It's not my favorite. No. Um, so make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram and LinkedIn. Excuse me, Instagram and TikTok at hvac.rnd. Find us on LinkedIn, Trade Hounds, and Facebook as the HVAC R&D Podcast. You can also find links to all of our information on our website, hvacrnd.com. Join the mailing list. Go check out an article or two. I truly am in the middle of two other new ones, so I'm, I'm going to try to post them hopefully back-to-back. -back. I may get one of them done on the, the trip Sunday. Who knows? There you go. Yep. So any other information, make sure to check out the events page. I know Dennis has got some counter days coming up, so I'm trying to make sure he gives me those dates um, so that you guys will know where he's going to be in the Carolinas the next couple of months so you can go track him for me. And see, that way I know what days to go call on people, right? That's right. Just kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> Insider information. Any other info, check out the link tree in the bios of our social media. And uh, I think that covers it. Does that cover it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's not gained down. I've leaned in. My bad. Leaned oh, in. yeah. Sorry. You're leaning in. Quit leaning I, into the mic. I leaned, I leaned into the mic so I could turn and look at this other screen over here. 
but then I've got the notes on. Riding is all over the place. I, I we gotta get if we had some video. You're all over the place. Oh, Damn. there goes my dehumidifier. I'm gonna have to turn that off. We got I all kind of. I cannot hear it. I cannot. Hear I it can, all. and it's annoying. Give me a second. Fear break. Well, I guess uh, Final oh. Jeopardy's in, folks. Yep, don't talk John. Yeah, that little dehumidifier works great down here, but uh, it's noisy. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we have got to get some catch-up going, but before we do that... The all-important next step of the show... What are we drinking? What are we drinking? Yours is special. Mine is traditional. Uh, so I guess you want me to go first? Yep. <laughs> I can't say it like that. Ooh. Sounds like a hitchhiker. It is. It's all I drank in Florida too. Straight hitchhiker trip. Actually, that's a lie. That's a lie. I drank one other drink. We'll talk about that in a minute. What are you drinking? So, I got a little Samuel Adams brew here. Seasonal Oktoberfest. Nice. Hearty and smooth. Yep. Can't beat this. Let's see. Orange can to match the new HVAC R&D orange hat. Yes. Solid. Pumpkin just hit me right in the face. What is this? 5.3? Oh, it, I didn't know. 16 on the IBU scale. Oh, solid. Is it what printed on the can? I like it. It is. When did they start that? This is just a lager. They must have been lager, listening. Yeah. To, they, they've been listening to Katie. Yeah, I didn't know they did that, actually. I don't think everybody does. No. No. Yingling does not list their IBU scale. <laughs> Neither does Because Manila. Yingling was here before anyone cared about the IBU scale, and they're going to stay that way. Yep, 5.3% Oktoberfest lager. Yep, that's, a, that's, a, that's an Oktoberfest. It is. I remember that was, I think Sam Adams was the first Oktoberfest beer I ever drank. I it's remember. been around a while. I remember having a, uh, hmm. I remember Cajun Joe buying a 12 pack of it for our Halloween roast. My parents used to host a big Halloween party every year for ever. It's really just until, just until just before COVID when my mom started getting sick that they stopped doing it. But it was always, mom and dad always would have 15 to 20 of their friends. I would have five to 10 of mine. Um, it was it was always a good time. I do love this weird, man. weird, different, like intermingling. It's cool. So this will be our first Halloween in Valdez, North Carolina, and they have um, treats in the streets. Nice. So the downtown, we haven't done that. All the shops decorate and open up, give out candy. So we'll have to stroll down there. Not sure I'm what I'm gonna be yet. Um, I've got to tell you what I'm considering being for work with a fellow co-worker, but I'm not saying it on here because no, don't do we, that. Yeah, because it if we pull it off, it'll be freaking funny. Um, 
so I remember when I was in high school in Bryson City, we used to do, um, I think the first year they did it was my senior year of high school. We did Trick or Treat on Everett Street, which you know Everett Street is. It's where your favorite bar is. Right. Um, but they would block off both ends of that street and they would have like bus in all the elementary school kids into downtown during school and take everybody through and do big trick or treat and everything else. And I remember the very first show that my band played was in front of the Calhoun house at Halloween for trick or treat on Everett street, like in the afternoon after the kids left. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Little 90s punk grunge band for, oh, the, yeah. for the kiddos. <laughs> yeah, on the front lawn of the Calhoun house, which is still just kills me to this day because it's, it's, it was such an old, it's still such an old historic place. When I was going through um, photos that my great grandfather had taken when we ran the, the drugstore for a little bit or the CBD store, BCDC, um, I found a bunch of pictures he had taken of like all these famous people from the mountains that were. And they were all, like, standing in front of that place. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. I do like it up here. Little little foothills, little mountains. I do like it. Well, and this is... So, our our street does... um, They do a Halloween, like, trick-or-treat thing. And then they also do a, like, progressive Christmas dinner through our whole little, like, uh, street and cul-de-sac and everything. So, I'm excited about this. So, we can kind of start getting to know... There you go. Some of our neighbors a little bit more. We've met some of them. Um, the guy next to me, I swear, works for an HVAC company. I'm not going to say the name, but I just he and I just have never had a chance to even really talk. And then another neighbor across from us is a commercial electrician. He oh. does like fiber optics and control wiring and all kinds of stuff um, for schools and other places. Dude, we still got to get a plumber, like, still got to get an electrician. I know, I know. I can't believe we hadn't had a plumber on here yet. I mean, it is HVAC R&D, but it's trade crew. I know, right? No, we're, we're going to fix that. We're going to fix that. We got to get some... Uh... Yeah, I got a million questions for an electrician that comes on here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's catch up. What have we been getting into? Um, hell, where do we want to start? So we've been, you know, Keystone, we had the, the counter days with Insight where riding works. Yep. So we went around to the Insight Roadshow. Yep, the ultimate HVAC Roadshow, as I, Tony I, phrased yeah. it. I, <laughs> I did get a new generator. Sweet. So it's on the way. It's, it's, uh, come to find out. A 5,500 watt to 6,000 watt generator that's 120 or 240 is kind of a unicorn. I, I didn't think it would be. Now, let me rephrase that. Interesting. An inverter style generator. So Okay, there's they're the kicker. Quiet, cleaner quiet power. <laughs> yeah. Inverter generator is not just quiet, right? But it's cleaner power power like i was i was checking the hertz and the voltage coming out of that job site generator i had that's why the lights were flickering on the trailer it was oh, uh, <laughs> i was getting two you know 
206 on the voltage coming out. I was getting 98 on the 120 volts. I was getting 40 hertz. Like, just random. Now, a skill saw, uh, air compressor, job site, prod, they don't care. Right? But an LED strip light in a, in a trailer, yeah. it cares. Um, the Bosch, all the Bosch products ran just fine on it. But, so yeah, I ordered a... Uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, man, go get you a Honda. Well, you know, they got a 3,000 watt, but I'm running a package unit and a split system and a and a boiler, a tankless, a mini split. The 3,000 watt's not going to cut it. So the next step up on the Honda was really large and, I don't know, $4,000. So... Ooh. Yeah, that's not. So I grabbed a, uh, God, I can't remember the brand. It wasn't a brand that would jump out at you, but it's 6,000 watts, starting watts, and it's it's an inverter. 62 decibels, not bad. No, that's not bad. No. And 1,200 bucks, so. So we'll I guess do we need. the old Boss trailer. I was going to say, do we need to tell the story of your generator in Raleigh. <laughs> so, wait, yeah, so. so yeah, so we <laughs> our, our so Insights New Raleigh store we had we had the first roadshow day there. What was that the 26th of September or something like that? Um and you know, we've got an Aeon trailer there that's 60 feet long because of our commercial guys. We had two other different commercial big vendors of ours. And then we've got the Keystone trailer pulled in right there um, so that, and I appreciated the position we were able to get it in because guys would have to walk through through and around the trailer to then go into our parts counter like right. and then into the warehouse, which is where all the vendors were. So we had a great spot. The headache was, you know, all three of these other trucks are running and then our generator, you know, Keystone's generator's running and it is loud as shit. And then right next to where all this stuff is running, we've got a classroom that is full of 35 to 40 contractors or engineers at the time going through continuing ed classes because we offered three classes during the, the thing too. I will say, the Insight puts on a party. Oh yeah. We, you know, I mean, I mean, and this is, and this is not me sitting here trying to toot my company's horn over everybody else's. This is just, you know, I've been in distribution. Dennis has been in distribution for a while. He was on it. You know, he saw a lot of counter days as customers more than I ever did. Um, but I'll be honest, Insight puts a good counter day together. They they cover everything you could ask for. They do it in a longer period of time so that you have time to try to make it there during a window at some point. Um, yeah, we had... Um... Yeah, it was. We've had several guys on this show or ladies that are like, we can't make it to the counter days because they're like from ten to twelve. Yeah, <laughs> and, they're, yeah, they're they're at a weird know. time. Well, and you, you, yeah, it's it's hard for an install crew to make out to a counter day. So yeah, um, yeah, Insight did a good job stretching it out. Um, anytime so, you can go to any counter days, right? Try to make it by there. Look at new products absolutely. for anybody any distributor you can no and it's a good thing because go and build relationships 
And, you know, and I can say this, I'm, I'm an outside sales rep. The last thing I want is all my guys going to building relationships with the other distributor. Because, you know, you would think that I'm worried that I'm going to lose sales. And I may lose a sale here and there. But guys buy from me because I take care of them. Yeah, but and, in this in their business, if you lose a yeah. sale or a guy switches to a distributor, it's almost like there, there's so many contract there's there's just as many contractors coming into this industry as there is homeowners. Yep. With broken product, right? So it's That's a it. huge turnover. Um, um, you lose some, you pick up. You lose one, you pick up two, right? It's kind well, of well, but also you know there's there's a lot of there's times when a guy's looking for something and you know where I was before, maybe we couldn't get it where I am now. Maybe, maybe we can't get it, but you know, one, if I've created relationships the way I should, then I can be like, look, Hey, go see Nick over here. He can do this. I can't, he can take care of you. And then, you know, I have the unwritten, you know, relationship with that guy that hey you don't pick my pocket i'm not going to pick yours but we're going to need each other to help one another's customers at some point and there's so much of this industry and i've talked about it i've talked about a lot the last couple of weeks um just with other customers and with with vendors and stuff i said there's so much of this distributor hate distributor hate distributor hate and you know everybody beating their heads against one another it doesn't have to be that way no we can all we can all sit down here in the bottom of our barrel and we can have competition, 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 or you can find a way to rise above that and get to a different level and understand how to truly have collaboration with different people in your industry, as opposed to everybody being each other's enemy. Right. And, and on a contractor side, right. Everybody listening, like you, you got to find the distributor. I don't know how many times we've said this. You got to find a distributor that works for you that you can partner that's with. That's it. That's what we're getting at. You know, the I had a I had an outside sales guy I like riding the other day at a training class. First guy ever is like, man, I'm glad that Bosch is in all these other distributors. He said because the price is if it is everywhere, the price is what it is. Yep. It may fluctuate a little bit. He said, but guys are familiar with the product and when i go to say hey we carry bosch you should buy it from us they're familiar with it and now i'm just selling them our distributor and myself that's it that's it so that's what it comes down to you know a lot of people ask me hey hey dennis where where can i get this product i can't tell you to go over here because i'm the middleman but yep these are the people that carry it. Find one that works for you. Maybe there's one like down the street, right? Or yep. maybe the sales guy is just, he's your go-to guy. Maybe he's a technical guy. Maybe he come from the field and now he's in sales. So that helps, right? Any little thing um, that you can get. So, and, and the big thing too is... It's a tough game, right? It's, it's a tough game, but it... If, if you're a contractor, and let's say you're even, you're considering switching brands. If you're truly considering it and where you are, you're not happy. And again, this is, you know, this this could bite me in the ass as much as it could help me. But it's the truth. If, if you're not getting what you need somewhere, you know, don't ever just ignore the crap out of the sales guy. 
Because one, we remember it. Um, <laughs> two, you never know who's you know if he's going to end up working in the place you're buying from anyway, and you might need him need a friendship there. Um, but also, right. you know, I've heard. God, I can't remember who it was. I swear, I'm pretty sure Jared Eisen and I called on this guy during a blitz. I'm just trying to remember where it was. It was years ago. Years ago, Jared Eisen was, which, in, I'm, hell, there's got to be at least one person listening to the show and knows who Jared is. <laughs> Jared had worked with, I think, at Ferguson, and then he really made a name for himself uh, down in South Carolina at Ari Michael. And then he's been, um, I guess, what was their job exactly? He was, he was like a sales manager with, or a, it's not a sales manager. I'm trying to think of what him and Tony's titles were. Dang, come on. Anyway, he was he was the the rude ream sales rep to my distributor and another distributor for a while, and then he's he's kind of moved his way up the chain. But while he was, you know, in that sales role for the manufacturer, he would come and support distributor stuff we were doing. And he and I just so happened to ride together on a blitz day. And I remember we walked in to this guy's office, and he said, "You know what?" He said, "I have never refused a distributor." or a sales guy the first five minutes of any conversation he said because you know what i might need to hear what he has to say and not even know it boy that first five minutes needs to hit then but but um, but i mean he's saying he, he would never he would never refuse a meeting now if, right. if if the five minutes is just like just not going anywhere then you know he would find a way to wrap it up sooner but he said you know there's always something to learn about a product you didn't know there's always a new product you don't know is out. And he said the only way you can attempt to stay, you know, up to date in this business Current. is you, yeah. is you've got to talk to the people that are in the industry. And now, this guy at the time we we called on him, I think he was mid early mid sixties. Hmm. He was, but he was he would not he would let anybody come in and at least get one meeting. Yeah, I mean, let's see what you got. That was it, it. It might work for your business, right? If you're a yeah. if you're a high performance home new construction guy, um every product might not be for you, but this one other product over here might be. So That's look it. out there. Don't just get hung up on well, we've already found out you don't want to have one brand. That ain't no, gonna you work. Can't. You, because you, you need to have six. <laughs> Uh, it's not <laughs> quite that bad these days, but at least know, two, two. Three is not a bad idea. Yeah, at least two. Cases. At least two. The uh, days of grabbing a brand till you die, it's over. Yeah. It's just over. I, I, You know what? I hate that, too. Like, I do, too. You know, Ryden's dad was, like, hooked up with a brand forever. And, 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 and would have stayed with that brand. And he still is in some ways. There's a little bit of him that will always stick to that because it's been yeah. the, the brand itself has done very well for him. Yes, there's been hiccups here and there, which there's going to be with any brand. Right. If you think your brand doesn't have problems or you moved because a brand had a problem, guess what? The one, the new one you're at at some point is going to have a problem. Well, I had, so I had a training class today. It was a big class, uh, probably 30 guys in there. And there was a couple contractors in there, and it was a Bosch class. And they've been putting the product in for eight years, which is about when it came out yep and he said man 
I wish they would just do away with the TXV inside and go with an EEV. Like, just one EEV, like we do on the package units. There's just one metering device. And I said, why? Have you, have you had problems with the TXVs? Man, I, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've had like, I've had like three go bad. And I went, in how eight long years? You, how long have you been putting this product in? And he didn't really catch it until I asked him. I remember how long he told me he'd been putting it in. He's like, yeah, we've been putting it in about seven years, seven, eight years. I went, that's a really good percentage. He's like, you're right. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, I don't know no, what you mean. No, no what do you mean? <laughs> I was beating him up, but we were, we were having a good time <laughs> with it. I'm like, dude, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that, I was that's like, uh, solid right there. he goes, well, you know, my dad's old school. So we braised with nitrogen and you got to, he yeah. said, he said, uh, he said, if you look our, look our, look my dad's warranty up, you know, before I took over the company, he's had two, you know, two warranty compressors changed out in a long time. And that's not just Bosch. That was whatever they were putting in. And, and very few TXVs, very, you know, one or two reversing valves. But he said, you know, we, we know companies that swap a lot of parts and, and, it's all install and that is so that is gonna bite you now more than ever it you know it's so true yeah um, it's just gonna bite you now it's just what it is god i remember was it harry i remember yep, it was harry, harry came in there and he's like son of a bitch i've been doing this for 35 years and i've only had one compressor go bad in this equipment my entire career We've said we've had a show One. about that. Yeah, we talked about that, and then it was like show dad's twenty. About the same. Dad's about the same. I mean, oh, when Harry called like, me and said he had a he had a bad compressor, and I was like, okay, he's like, no, I don't think you understand, son. Yeah. Like, yes, sir. Sorry. <laughs> he's like, this is the first one I've ever changed out under warranty. I'm like, ooh, yeah. What do I say to that? He's and like, no, I don't think you understand. I went. New unit coming right up. Sorry, sir. <laughs> uh, well, the funny thing about that, though, is these are two, you know, Harry, my dad, this contractor you're talking to, they're old school guys. You know, they didn't do a one day change out. They still don't. They'll do. Oh, your dad. It's a, it's a project. Dad, dude. it's a project. It's a. Now, now, if he's doing full duct system, he's there a week. If he's doing, you know, equipment change out, he's there at least two days. Yeah, these guys, companies slinging that in in six hours. And, and he said, you know what? He's like, you know, he's like, I could go and I could probably make more if I did more. He said, but I, I'm gonna if we're gonna do it, we're doing it right, or we're not doing it. Dude, your dad's like, he's like, hey Dennis, I'm working on this project. This lady's got a, she's got a two ton heat pump with an air handler and uh and i'm like okay <laughs> and we're gonna be changing it out here in a couple days and uh i need to i'm just going over this and i'm going over that i'm like what do you got plans for this no nah, it's it's a change out but it's a project for him right like he's looking yeah, at every single he wants it, thing yeah, he wants it to go in and last forever it, and it's <laughs> it's a two-day deal uh he's relocating this he's relocating that that was done wrong but guess what it's been in for 35 years 
It hasn't broken, but guess what? It's wrong, and he's changing we'll it. Fix it. <laughs> that's right, and he's changing it, and it it's it's crazy. You bring that up. That's that's that mindset. It's not just sling it and let's go. You know, and, and it's like I watch these guys. They'll try to charge thirty thousand dollars for a one day change out, and I'm watching these other guys that'll charge half that and do it in three days. But guess what? You never hear from them because it didn't break. Yeah. Well, that's 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 like Harry, right? He was like, it was a project, yep. and his poor helper, you know, he drug his helper through the mud. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he never. Every time he come in there, he had a different helper because they were <laughs> Harry. Everything was a project, and it was a lot, and you know. So anyway, yeah, we're still catching up. Keystone's got new products coming in. We got some ERV stuff coming in. Ooh. We've got some fans. Some bath fans. Some, I'm not going to throw the products out there yet, but I'm looking forward to repping that. We also have, so last year at AHR, you know, as a as a manufacturer's rep, Keystone will come to an AHR show, walk the floor. You know, my boss, a couple guys, and see if there's a product like on the floor of AHR. There might be a product on the floor that literally just came out and it ain't nowhere right they're like down from germany and they're like check this tool out and you're like holy crap check out this this? tool yeah Yeah. it's great yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'm like where do i get this and they're like what (laughs) from germany i'm like no 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 where does uh johnstone carry this who like i don't care never mind um yeah i mean that's that's what (laughs) hr could be right you see this stuff and you're like holy cow so Keystone will walk around and chat with these guys and say, hey, do y'all got anybody that can rep your product and sell it for you? We, we like it, you know. Um, so we're bringing on a, a product, you know, that's it's kind of interesting where we can, you know, put a sleeve around a, a pipe and freeze it. If you want to change out a valve on a, on a water line, it freezes <clears throat> like it. a... This, this yeah. sounded so cool when you were telling me about it. Yeah, you freeze a like a slug in the pipe, and uh, just a little spray can, boom, freezes the line all the way up to almost a two-inch water line, <laughs> which is big. Uh, so, freeze the pipe, change the valve, take everything off, and when it melts, you're good to go, right? So, we're bringing in some products like that. It's a niche thing, but I love stuff like that. So we're gonna we're gonna tinker with that, but yeah, we got we still got to talk about our little uh, well, you we know, never, me and Ryan like like casinos. Well, so we, we never finished the generator story. Well, I got a new generator. Yeah, we did. I got no, a new we generator. Didn't. No, no. Oh, we the did other not. generator. We did not. Oh boy. So yep. So the whole time we're there, Dave Dave is the general manager, branch manager of the <clears throat> the Raleigh Inside Store. And or well, office because we do more than just we're way, way more than a distributor. It's it's interesting. We do a lot. Um, it's more than even enough to explain half the time. But so the whole time this generator is driving everybody nuts because no one in the class can hear anything. Oh yeah, I've and moved it. It's yeah. Well, Dennis I'm... has moved it over and over and over again, trying to get it to where it's not echoing weird or this this that and the other. And then about what I'd say about one thirty or so, one twenty five, one thirty or so, 
um, the entire block we're on loses power. <laughs> I don't know if somebody ran into a telephone pole. I think that's or, what happened. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what happened. The whole block loses power. So guess guess who had to come to the rescue? Well, so he <laughs> so he well he walks out and he says, "Hey man, that generator." And I'm like, "I know, man. I'm sorry. I I wish I had a quieter generator." He's like, "No, no, no. I, can can we borrow power from that?" I'm like, "Excuse me." Then and then I walk out and I was like, "We have no power." You're like, "Oh shit." I'm like, "So you need to use this power from this generator?" <laughs> oh yeah, I'll let him have it. Um, now I won't name this guy's name cause I actually don't know who it is, but, uh, this was the best part. So I plugged a cord into the generator cause I had some extension cords out there and a uh, drop cord as my dad calls it, plug it in, took it over to the door. He opens the door. He brings his cord out for their computer and TV so they can continue the class. And we got the same end. <laughs> I've got the female in and he's got the female in. He goes, you got the wrong end. I went, uh, nope. You got the wrong end. He goes, uh, no, I don't. I'm like, you're fired. <laughs> I plugged mine in. You got the wrong end. These two don't mix. And then in the meantime, I look in the room and his buddy's rolling up the other end like, why did he send that over there? So, <laughs> and then that guy just vanishes. He felt bad. He's like, I'm like, we can't plug these in, bud. These are the same in. <laughs> so anyway, that was, that was a funny moment. Yeah. So now then they needed, uh, they needed the old NASCAR campground generator. Yes. To <laughs> God, that thing is horrendous. Loud as crap. And it's only 5,500 Watts, but, you know, it looks good too. You got nice wheels on it. It is nice. Around. It is a very nice generator. So if anybody's looking to buy it, you <laughs> it's might for sale. you might need to put it like 120 feet away from your event, and then hide it behind a wall. But oh, I was gonna build a duck. Well. I was gonna build a duckboard box, three sided <laughs> box to put over it. And I talked to my boss. He's like, "No, just no, we're just, not gonna do that. Just get another one. Come on." He picked that up at a at a counter day for a couple hundred bucks. They were trying to get rid of him, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll take it. We'll use it for a trailer or something." I mean, it served it served its purpose. It was louder than the Aon diesel trailer diesel generator, <laughs> which was probably twelve thousand watts. Oh, I'm sure that that was a cool. I'll be I'll be honest. That was a slick trailer. The VR thing in there that was pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, Aeon trailer. Nice guy, too, running that. Oh, hey, Cody. That was Cody. Cody's back, yep. everybody. He's Cody back. approved. That was a cool bark. <laughs> Sound like a dang cat. So, yeah, during this, uh, yeah, so during then this we, road show. Yeah, then we went to Greensboro. <laughs> yep. We drove to Greensboro. And we were supposed to have a guest. Yeah, we were trying to record from the hotel. That did not work. Nope. Ryan's work a... computer has too many firewall blocks for the software we use, apparently. Now, come to find out, did I tell you? Um, so, Heather Heather is the brand manager for Insight. Um, 
Heather has had the same issue. She ran into it trying to work on a show with Tony. So it is not just me. It legit is the computer. No, so yeah, it's working. At least, you know, that makes me feel a little bit better because I was like, what am I doing wrong? So work computers are changing. Um, yep. I was at a, I was at a, I was attending a Bosch class and the presenter was up there doing some tankless training. And on the break, I said, Hey man, can I, you know, I do training down the Carolinas. Can I, can I get those, uh, PowerPoint slides? And he's like, no, you can't. And I'm like, okay. Uh, what an asshole. He's like, no, no, no. Literally our work computer will not let us share anything from the USBs. Yeah. And I'm like. Oh, so that's a new thing for me. I didn't know that. Yep. I thought and ours like wipes its. I feel like it wipes its random memory like every ten to eleven minutes, something like that. Because that was the same time frame she was having issues too. Right. So Ryden can't record with a work computer. But yep. while we were computer. while we were sitting in the hotel, you know, trying to record at nine ten o'clock at night, and it wouldn't happen. I let the cat out of the bag. What? I was like, "Hey, you know that? Well, you were trying. Oh, yeah. You were trying to play DraftKings, right? No, I was trying to, yeah, do some sports betting, which yeah, I still and I was can't. Like, I was like, "Well, it's legal in Virginia, isn't it?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, Virginia's a long way away." And Ryden's like, "Well, there's a Danville, Virginia. There's a Caesar's Casino. It's 45 minutes from here. We're like, <laughs> get in the car." <laughs> well, then Grayson. Well, so Grayson was in there with us, and we were experimenting with different forms i guess of beer pong we'll leave it at that yep. you saw the videos they're on youtube or not youtube they're on instagram uh and then he was like what well, we think this we're going to virginia and he's sitting on the couch what like 10 feet away from this stupid thing yep and then he just launches it and it lands i was like of course well, I guess does. we're going to virginia yeah so we go to virginia now mind you when did we leave the <laughs> when did we left the hotel like 10 30 10 30 yeah not smart um, genius not smart kids so we went to danville virginia we crossed the line and it's one of those like last stop for fireworks kind of thing you soon as you cross the line yeah bam foot two football field long tent yep white tent it's casino a caesar's revival <laughs> in danville <laughs> nothing else there nothing else so we stroll in this tent and it is legit in there man i actually really liked it i, I did too that. it was nice i hadn't wasn't too overcrowded i like, just uh, it was tuesday it was tuesday <laughs> it was 11 o'clock <laughs> yeah in let's just tent, throw in the in tent a, casino <laughs> in a tent casino yep not too crowded which is nice perfect um they did have food and all that they like, did it was, <laughs> They had the, you know, I didn't have a Caesars card, so I had to go get my Caesars card reprinted. They had, you know, automated reprint machine there. That was nice. So all table games. Um, yep, table games, card games, roulette. Uh, plenty of slots. There's always plenty of those. Always um, plenty of slots. And then, so we were there on the 26th, and they were, they, they opened, or they were getting ready to open their live craps tables the 1st. So the yeah. next week, but they've got, they have like a, I almost want to call it like stadium craps. Does that make sense? Yeah. They had a half <laughs> of a craps table. Yeah. It's a half a craps table. It's almost like standing stick 
like right, stick left or stick right. It's about the distance of it. Yeah, you um, walk up when it's your turn to roll. You walk up there and throw the dice, and then you yeah. go back and you got a little screen you bet on. Yeah, but, and there's like four, five, or six uh, places you can stand on either side of it. So it's it's like a little stadium around the the half craps table if you're tossing on. Yeah, so it was which you know not bad because at least you're not dealing with you know if you throw it short you're hitting chips and it's going wherever. So there's yeah, no there's, chips. Yeah, there's right. good good. There's good ability for consistency if you can keep it. And it wasn't crazy bouncy. It, uh, or it was bouncier than, like, the the full, the full-blown, like, 12-foot table craps digital game in Cherokee. Cause, yeah, cause you're, plastic. Because it's landing on, you know, plastic screen is different. It was at least, like, ro- really rolling on a true table. Right. To an extent. Yeah, um, so Grace, Grayson gets on... He's got fifteen. He throws in fifteen dollars in chips on a fifteen dollar minimum bet blackjack. Yep. Wins the hand, and then proceeds to make like six hundred dollars <laughs> on fifteen dollars. He hit every single thing he bet on. If it was a sucker bet, he hit it. He'd put five on it. He'd hit it. Um, he was having a ball in there. Yeah. Plus, you could smoke in there. That was a huge plus for him. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was fun to see. Because I'll be honest, the last my last few casino trips have been rather depressing, and this one wasn't that great for me either. It was. It was rough. I gave. I gave him a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> right, and donated to the cause. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but sometimes it's what you got to do. Um, but no, it was. Dude, he was so excited. Like, just the sheer fact that he had so much fun and he was so pumped up. He's like, man, I've never won over, like, a couple hundred bucks before. And he pumped. I loved it. Made, yeah, made good the whole, It literally made the whole thing worth it. Because we, the three of us, really the three of us had never gotten to hang out. Like, Grayson was always at um, managers' meetings, and I was at sales meetings when we all worked together. Right. So this was, it was a good time. And then, of course, you and I had to have late-night food. So <laughs> crushed that freaking basket of fries. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it turned into a pretty late night. Not gonna lie, it was and then, pretty late. Uh, the drive back, you got in the car and were asleep, sitting sitting up. And Look, then... <laughs> man, at nine thirty, ten o'clock, that's my bedtime. So y'all got me out there. At, uh, I don't know, two thirty. Yeah, well, I mean, hell, Grayson was so excited. I'm like, I'm good driving home. He's going to be pumped in the front seat. I ain't yeah, he will talk you to death on there. <laughs> I mean, just, oh, I got in the back seat and got snuggled in there. I was done, dude. He was like, man, done. have you heard this house song? Yeah, let's play it. <laughs> <laughs> the front seat's like a club, and Dennis is in the back seat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was out. <laughs> no. Uh, I go to bed. I go to bed with the chickens, man. So then uh, we laid down and then got back up. <laughs> and, uh, dude, I, like, popped back up. It was weird. Like, I I don't, I swear, I don't even know if I slept. I, oh, I yeah, I in popped the back up all right. My alarm went off. Yeah, I popped I, I back up. Like I was I... over there at freaking 730. Like, where do you want me to park? <laughs> yeah, no, that was not yeah. me. I went into a coma. <laughs> and you guys were on the way. That Grayson gets here. He's like, I got I to eat. I'm like, I'm going to Bojangles. I'll be back. 
dude and well in that bojangles right there that is the only like fast food breakfast of any kind on that whole freaking street it took me like 30 minutes to go through that place inside was just as packed as the drive-thru it was nuts oh yeah i like me some bojangles so some joe bangles some joe bangles some solid uh cajun clay biscuits (laughs) and a picnic side of fries oh yeah we crushed that real quick all right so what have you what have you what'd you have going on in, in charleston um so i was not gonna be able to go to the grand opening in charleston um so i wanted to still at least do my part and kind of go check out that store um kristen and i also had booked we bought tickets to see trey kennedy in charleston i think we bought him like april we had him forever and it was a Sunday night show. And I was like, well, hell, we'll just go down Sunday. We'll go to the show. And then Monday and Tuesday, I'll go do some blitz calls around Charleston just to invite people to the event. Um, you might want to edit this part out. I didn't know if to throw Grayson in right there or not. I don't want to get other distributors irritated with y'all. No, that's that. okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, cut that weird part out just there. At 50, <laughs> 50 minutes. 50 but, minutes. Um, Grayson Grayson went down there as well so um, we spent some time we saw I would say if you count the drive-bys including ones we did not stop at because we were just like nope not not because mm-mm. Um, it was either a house or just a weird situation I'd say we went through 30 people I have notes and information on like 24 or 25 it was a really good couple blitz days um and it's you know we're we're opening in that market so it's just a lot of this was just so people know who we even are you know we've been in that market for a couple of years as commercial reps but we're starting to go start getting into the market with all of our different parts of the business so the only way you can get in there is people gotta know who you are right so i think i think i'm going back down there for a day or two sometime mid-november to follow up on some people I met that were there. Um, I met several guys that you had already trained, which was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I've trained a lot in Charleston. Yeah. So, so that, that was fun, you know, being able to be like, oh, yeah, like I'm, I'm the R. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, which it's, I'll be honest, like stuff like that is what's made so much of, you know, the, the growing pains of, of going to a new place and switching jobs. In a lot of ways, it's made it worth it. Um, for just being able to go out and us both be ourselves. Right. We're both committed to the companies we work for. And because of that, they're committed to supporting us doing the show, which, you know, it all works together anyway, but you know, it's cool to go down there. And I think one of the guys you had just been in there the week before. So, you know, they were primed and ready to come talk to me. Right. Um, but no, it was it was cool. It was a good time. Had some good food. Um, went to Pugin's Porch, mm. which it's actually named after a dog. Doesn't sound extremely appetizing, dude. Honestly, it was probably one of the best steaks <laughs> I've had in forever. Really? Oh, Charleston delivers on the food, man. Um, the fried green tomatoes were not greasy. I've had a lot of, we've tried fried green tomatoes a lot of different places, and the majority of them, the flavor's okay, but they are just 
God, they just soaked up the oil so bad. Right. Dude, they're, theirs were... You would almost think they put them in the air fryer, but there was mm. just enough to know they didn't. Right. But, I mean, bang on freaking fried green tomatoes. And then... I will say that is probably the best New York strip I have had in a decade. Jeez. It was killer, man. And you could have drank their salad dressing. Mm. So it was a good spot. And it wasn't crazy overpriced. We've we've eaten at some, some high-end places in Charleston years ago when we went um, for, I think it was our fifth anniversary, somewhere around there. We went to Charleston. Um, yeah, dude. Charleston's food delivers big time. Yeah. All right, so HVAC. Want to get into that a little bit? Yeah, Can we talk about that on the show? Yeah, let's go. Where are we starting? <laughs> uh, so I've done I've done some site visits here lately. Uh, this one kind of hit a little different, but I, I seem like I get this more more often than not. But maybe you saw on Instagram I drove to a. Uh, a, a sweet a sweet little house in uh blowing rock north carolina on the side of a mountain a uh i don't know i mean this 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 was a postcard view this guy had out his back door but anyway new construction home they just built it it's it's about a year old they're still working through some stuff you know um punch list and whatever but Here's, here's why I'm there. They got a Bosch system there. Um, it's a fully foamed house. Tons of windows, though. This is a modern style. And the homeowner, the complaint is this past summer, or, you know, just recently, we had some hot weather, um, just couldn't get it to 65 in the house. And I'm like, and the contractor's like, look, I get it. I know. 65 is not not a you know that's not a, a normal design temperature right but we've, i've been getting this from homeowners here lately um i don't know what what system that guy's used to or what he what he's had but 65 is a lot right middle of summer can't get it you know can't get it to can't get it to 65 it stays on all day it just doesn't reach it so any I, anyway so i was like all right let's i'll come out there so I go out there, and this guy, I mean, this house is, is it's badass, right? Go in there. Now, it's zoned. So the load was 2.9 tons, okay? Um, big house, too. So that's how I knew, okay, it's fully foamed. Um, got a little bit of fresh air coming in, but 2.9 tons. He puts a three-ton, three-ton Bosch in, 20 sear three-ton air handler all right it's got three zones so i said all right well let me let me just check your static pressure out so we turn it on the smallest zone by itself so with all the zones open we were a point two three static like, okay we turned on the smallest zone by itself and it went to a 0.26. It barely moved. Like, just nothing happened. Like, 
okay it's kind of weird all right make sure the dampers are actually closing so there's a run in this house that's got to be over 100 foot long up to bedrooms up on the third floor like i said skinny tall like modern style home i used to say look like three shoe boxes stacked on top of each other yep um, they used to build them in atlanta right so lots of glass nowhere to run duck work now when i walked in i noticed there was a ton of duck work and I went over and I looked at the air handlers three times. And I look, and it's just giant returns, giant supplies. I'm like, wow, this just looks like really big duck work. It looks like a lot of duck work. <laughs> like, where's the other system? And it's like, no, no, this is the only one. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so anyway, you know, the one thing I want you to get out of this is it, you know, bigger's not better, right? Yep. So that thing just ran out of velocity big time. Outdoor units doing all it can, right? Yep. But we're not moving any air. So he's like, man, you know, did, did, I, did I oversize it too much? I mean, he's like, man, I can rip this thing out and put a bigger one in. I'm like, yeah, I mean, the, the load is what it is. But, I, and, and I said, let's go talk to the homeowner. Let, let's just see where he's at. Because they'll tell you what you want to hear, but you got to ask it a certain way, right? So the homeowner was not feeling it. Like, I couldn't get this, I couldn't crack this guy. You know, I try to be funny with him sometimes or whatever here and there. And I was like, all right, man, we figured out all your problems. You know, we got it all figured out. And he's like, really? And I'm like, no, not really, actually. <laughs> he's like, that's not funny. I'm like, all right, you know, <laughs> whatever. I'm like, look, man, just chill out. <laughs> it's just heating and air. I said, what was the lowest temp that you got it? I understand you got it set on 65, which is a tall ask in the yep. middle of the summer. But where did it actually get down to? He's like, it wouldn't get under 78. I'm like, okay, well, that's not good. Like, I wouldn't want that either. Yeah. Here I am standing there with the contractor. You know, I got to be careful what I'm saying here. Oh, like, yeah. The contractor is my customer and the, and the homeowner is his customer. And I'm jammed up all in the middle trying to fix everybody's problems. Now, I could easily say, look, this Bosch system ain't the problem. It's doing all it can. See you later. But I was like, you know, what's the best it did? He's like, look, man, I, I could turn a couple zones off, and that upstairs would not get under 78. I'm like, oh, that ain't going to work. So I said, let's, let's try that. So we turned all the zones off but the upstairs, and there's only – um, I think a 10 and an 8 going up there, but it's a long way, dude. It's a long way. Yeah. I went up there and put my hand on the grill, and I took the contractor up there, and I'm like, what do you think about this? And he's like, ah, yeah, that's, that's just not enough coming out. I'm like, there's nothing coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's oozing out. So... But the duck work, everything was spot on, dude. I mean, it was ran. He's like, man, I I got pictures of the install. Like, there's no kinks. There's no nothing. I said, no, I believe you, man. But we don't have enough here. We don't have enough velocity. So for once, it's oversized. And he said, look, I'll rip this out and put it in my house. I ain't worried about it. I just want to make this guy happy, right? And that's what we got to do. We got to make it right. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, be careful with that. And, you know, I had a long talk with the, with the homeowner, too. 
I said, let's say we put in a giant, let's say we put in a five ton here and a four ton air handler and we do get it down to 65 in here. He's like, let's do it. I'm like, and then you sell the house. He's like, no, I'm not selling a house. I'm like, no, 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 no. This contractor has to think of that. You sell the house. Miss so-and-so comes in here and she wants it 73 in here. Yep. And guess what happens? It short cycles and we got high humidity. It ain't running enough. It ain't running long enough. He's like, yeah, but I'm not selling the house. I'm like, I know, I understand, but you gotta, you're not getting what I'm saying. Like the contractor yeah. can't just, he, ha- he has to size it to the house. Well, and he's also as much as he can by code. He yep. has to do certain design temps. Yep. And homeowners don't give a rip about that. Nope. Um, so that's, that's what contractors are up against, man. It's tough. And I said, can we get it to 65 in here? Probably. It's a foamed house. Like I said, why did we zone it? I asked the homeowner, I said, do you set everything the same? He's like, yeah, I just turn them all down and just let it ride. And I'm like, so we didn't need to zone it. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, yeah. I mean, you know, the contractor thought he goes, man, I tried to size it to where a couple zones were going to cut off or one. And I'd I'd pick up airflow over here and, and satisfy the upstairs. The downstairs would probably satisfy, cut off. But this guy has them all open, which had no velocity at all, right? It was just like you trying to blow through a five-inch pipe. It ain't happening. So something to think about. Be careful when you're zoning. He wishes he'd have put two systems in there. Um. So, yeah, we're going to – he's going to do another boss change out on that house. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. I will report back. <laughs> nice. We like got to put some more. We have uh, throttle. Of those like ones we're waiting on report backs. I know. I know. Well, if it works, they don't ever call me back. That's true. They don't. They don't call me back and say, "Hey, man, this thing works fantastic." They call me back if it ain't working. <laughs> That's the <laughs> damn truth, right? Um. Well, and so I went to. I just got back yesterday from sunny fort lauderdale florida interesting enough uh tuesday down there was the coldest day of their year i think or something or it was like the coldest day or that that day's coldest day in history or something it was like 60 degrees i was like this feels great um but i went down there for (laughs) yeah i went down there for um bosch water source training with florida heat pump uh monday night flew in there uh we had dinner uh made friends with the bartenders got a nice uh hvac r&d beer can cold sticker up on the both sides of the bar that a boy so uh, i'll put some of that out once i get five seconds to build the reels um and then we had factory tour on tuesday tuesday morning so florida heat pump it's been around a long time. They've built a ton of stuff there. Everything is built to order. Um, and now one of these things you were talk we were talking about earlier is you know hangover shortages and headaches and different things. Right. Um, they have to stock. They're currently stocking three brands of compressors to be able to build wow. all the different potential types of units they have. Um, they're keeping. Copeland's 
pretty much anything that's a two to six ton for them is a Copeland compressor currently because it's what they can get. Right. But then they have a mix of small Copelands or not. Dang it. There's another one too. Um, and then they also have a mix of LGs, but all of those ones are in the half ton to ton and a half, which, right. you know, what's funny is I had a conversation with the contractor today about LG compressors starting to get into more, you know, regular everyday ton and a half to five ton stuff. And they're not a big fan of it. I said, and I can understand that to a point. I said, honestly, seeing LG used in a, you know, 6,000 BTU up to, you know, 15 to 18,000 BTU. I actually feel like that's a great fit. Probably. Because LG's, you know, historically known for, you know, smaller compressors that are in um, appliances and other stuff. Some in their mini splits. I'll be honest, I, when I was at uh, two distributors ago, um, we sold LG. I never had an issue out of a compressor. I'm not going to talk about all the other ones I had, <laughs> but I didn't have a compressor. That was a problem, but every damn thing else broke. Um, but you know, seeing that and then, you know, they they stock so many different types of sheet metal because they do all different kinds of build to order stuff. It was, it was interesting to see. It's not a massive manufacturing plant. Um, but the, the, I'm trying to think of the right word. The configurability, that's a good word, if it even is one, <laughs> of things you can do. I mean, so many things they can build stuff or design build stuff to what you need. Um, efficient. Yeah, super efficient. You know, they can, you know, and they're building everything from 6,000 BTUs to 60 tons in that place. Right. That's crazy. Um, and then some I have of not the, taken that trip yet. No, it was, it was interesting. And then, really? Puppy dog? He said, "I'm gonna." He's literally squeaking a toy raccoon. I can't make that up. <laughs> Not even kidding. Um, but no, it was cool. Um, it's interesting seeing how they build some of the the larger ones. They build them to be modular because a lot of them end up in hotels and high rises, and they've got to be able to get them up the freight elevators. So they build them to where you can take them apart without, you know, it being a problem. Thought right. that was very interesting to see to see and then listening to how they how they tandemize compressors differently in single and two stage options between you know two compressors four compressors how they do those different things was neat and you know when you sit there i mean everything's hand braised everything's you know built packaged by hand they build all the the e-boxes that they call them all their electrical stuff is right. hand assembled there so it's it's pretty slick to see um, if you ever get a chance as a contractor to do a factory tour, it puts a lot of stuff in perspective. Yep. Um, I mean, it really does. They also have, you know, a full decimal rated sound room so they can test all the decimal ratings. They showed us that, you know, and then they've got a couple other testing rooms. Some of the, their big, big stuff because now that they build even bigger stuff, they're building stuff that's bigger than they can fit in some of their labs at the moment. So they're working on that. They've got a place that'll offsite do it. Um, but I mean, even if you, if you want a unit painted a certain color, they will literally build it, ship the pieces out to the, to a, a paint shop, get it painted for you, bring it back, finish building it. 
you want a red FHP unit, you can probably get one. <laughs> nice. Um, also, they talked a little bit about, um, which I know we can maybe use this to kind of segue into some stuff, but they talked about coming sensors that are going to be required on all A2L refrigerant stuff over a certain um, weight of charge. Yeah, so it's not... Well, not essentially tonnage, right? It's, it's not. It's weight. not tonnage. It's weight of refrigerant. So, and so think, our and, micro channel stuff, right? Micro channel stuff is people brands. Yeah, yeah. That's going to help. The other thing, though, is guys have to pay attention to what they're weighing in with a long line set because there's potential that your unit might not need it based on what its tonnage is, but your equivalent length of line set and the extra refrigerant puts you in that danger window Hmm. and I only say danger window because you will fail in a heartbeat if they if it's you know you have I think it's over 64 ounces anything over 64 ounces you have to have sensors in certain places for leak detection for leak detection because it's it's so it's it's a flammable refrigerant not an inflammable refrigerant it's also heavier than air so it will sink um, so 410 and everything else is inflammable. You, you can't light it on fire. Um, 454, R32 are low, low, low flammability. And I'm talking, you got to put a freaking blowtorch to it and crank it to get it to really burn. Right. But and it's still barely. Yeah. Right. And even then it's, it's not really enough to do anything. But because of that potential, there's going to be requirements for safety with sensors all over the place, Um, which in a lot of ways, I think VRF could be in for a real headache going into 25 and and into 26. I know there's been some... Well, and I swear I heard something to where VRF might not be regulated with that sensor until 2026. So they might allow 410 VRF for one more year. And I'm wondering if that's because they're trying to figure out a cheaper way to make it work. Right. Because there's oh, so much money related. Oh yeah. It's, sure. it's, it's money related. There's so much VRF that's already sold for the next two years, probably because of lead times that there's gotta be some additional consideration for things. Um, right. So one of one of the things um, FHP is doing is in a lot of their traditional geo air handlers, they have a partition or a, a steel partition between the compressor and water loop area and the blower. Well, they're going to remove the partition so that they have a full open cabinet and only have to use one. Only have to use one sensor as opposed to others, because right now even to the manufacturer, these sensors, by the time it's over with, are going to cost hundreds of dollars. Yeah, that's going to... They're not going to eat that. that well, and they can't. They get, can't eat it. No, that cost is going to get transferred down, transferred down. Yep. And how many times have we set it on here? Down to the homeowner. That's it. Because... And, and that's the headache. The homeowner can get upset. The consumer gets upset. But literally... The contractor's not the one doing it. 
The manufacturer's yeah. not the one doing it. It's the regulations that they have to abide by that are doing it. Yeah, so, let's take it all the way back up to the top. Yep. Yeah, so there is an election next year. Go vote. <laughs> there's my plug. Yeah, there's your plug. Uh, all right, so... We were going to talk about that. We, we touched on it just a little bit on the last show, but you want to talk a little bit about the furnace change? 20, oh. What year is it? 2028? 2028, I believe. So, you know, we had furnace regulations change in 2019 with FER, which was furnace efficiency ratings, because, you know, we have to have an acronym for everything. Right. Um, that was... Yep, that's that's Cody. He's still squeaking the freaking raccoon in the floor. <laughs> the mascot is chewing the mascot. Um, yeah, so 2028. Yep, so 2028. So we had furnace changes in 2019, which eliminated PSC blowers and furnaces. Um, it also eliminated the use of 80% furnaces above the Mason-Dixon. Yep. Um, so everything up north became 90 plus only everything in the south could still was wide open for furnaces and everything in the southeast could still use 80s but their air conditioner efficiencies went higher than everywhere else right. um when they changed when everything else changed again so the next step we have been waiting on, and we've talked about it a lot. We've talked about guys being scared to death, but 90% furnaces in the attics all over the place, which growing up, we put them in attics all the time, but it looks yeah, like, too. yeah. So it, but it looks like, um, according to federal government in 2028, Furnaces nationwide are going to be regulated to 95%. Yeah, it says the rule marks the first update to furnace efficiency since 2007. Which, to me, that still doesn't... I guess, well, I guess... Efficiency. That doesn't, that doesn't really... But it doesn't make sense, though, because... Well, I guess they didn't change... They didn't They didn't eliminate the fact that you could build 80s. They just they just eliminated areas where you could sell them. So I, I guess that makes sense. Right. So, um, which is, so they're, they're going, they're battling the 19% of annual home energy use in the U S is furnace efficiencies yep. or gas, residential gas powered furnaces. Yep. So seems like a small percentage, but yeah, must be 95%. So, not just 90s in the attic. 90, 92. <laughs> yeah, 92s are gone. 93s are gone. It's, I mean, you look at you look at people's furnace lineups right now, 80% of their furnaces are gone along with their 80s. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, 95%, 2028, that's not far away. Yeah, I mean, you're you're literally most most brands are gonna just go to you know two maybe three furnaces. They'll have a base model ninety five, and then they'll probably have a Cadillac ninety six yeah, to ninety eight. What's a base model ninety five? Well, that could be the Bosch. That's like the Bosch furnace. No, still, it's still two stages. Ninety six two stages. Ninety six. So it's a middle of the road furnace. Yeah, but it's a constant torque, right? A lot of guys associate. Yep. yep. That variable speed blower. Yep. You know. 
it's a big hat big must have there for certain yeah. brands so yeah i think two lines of furnaces that's crazy to think yeah. of that oh the industry's changes are coming in hot man yep i'm looking in these training classes at these uh 22 year old guys and i'm like whoo but they're gonna roll right into it man oh yeah it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be nothing crazy for them right well and i think you know stuff we're working on this next week i think i want to i kind of want to give some timeline and perspective on some things of how fast stuff has changed so that people can kind of see like there are a lot of things happening quick right um it's the it says heating comprises most u.s households largest single utility expense cost is an average of just under 700 dollars a household with a non-condensing gas model so i mean some of these numbers um 50 million homes (laughs) i mean gas powered appliances are a major source of the pollutants that become particulate in or become particulate and ozone pollution. This is going to make it for healthier communities, Ryden. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so then we're battling that, right? That's, and we can't, these manufacturers don't have an option. No, well, and that's, it dude, ain't their fault. No, the car manufacturers are in the same boat. I'm watching multiple manufacturers are discontinuing cars and trucks and different things left and right because they're having to they're being forced to to build freaking ev cars and i mean we're literally sitting here converting our auto industry to being dependent upon a resource of multiple levels that we are getting all of it from china that we can't produce at all scares the crap out of me that's right yeah not not a good idea, but nope. hey, we got to roll with it. I know. So, did you want to touch a little bit before you want to touch a little bit about what we're getting into next week? I don't. Or you want to hold off? Well, I don't know how much we can. That's the yeah, problem. we can't. No, we can't. Yeah, That's right. We can't. So, so Jobin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have a Jobin. Perfect. I do have a Jobin. You Perfect. haven't heard this Jobin. No. Let's go. I know. I got to get ready to start cooking, man. What are you cooking tonight? Um, I think I think I'm cooking pork medallions and something else. So my new favorite that's the home is chef that's up tonight. Non-bread pizzas on the smoker. Oh yeah, that's smoker. solid. That's solid. Yeah, throw some toppings on there. Slide it on there. It's a and he's saying non as an a n a a n, not n non bread, not non bread. I know that is tough, right? Yeah, the little fake. It's not fake bread either. It's, no, uh, it's not fake bread. It's, it's cooked in it, pr- cooked in a tandoori oven. Dang it! I don't know. Jeez, I don't know. No, it's already baked bread. You throw it some toppings on it. You throw it on the pellet grill, brown the bottom like a mod pizza. If you know what mod pizza is. It tastes like that. It's a brick oven pizza in your backyard. Um, all right, so Jobin hadn't had 
Jovan on the show in a while. And yeah, Tandoor he, oven. Sorry. Throwing it out there. Tandoor. Boom. Food trivia for 500, Alex. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, I've been dodging Jovan a little bit. <laughs> you know. I mean, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, he finally left me a voicemail, and here we go. Hey, D, this is Jovan. Hey, Tag, you're it. Listen, I'm getting really fed up playing phone tag with you. I'm starting to think that I'm talking to a robot. And that when you call me, it's just a robot calling me. Of course, every time you call me, I can't answer the phone. And then I tell you I call you right back, but I don't call you back for about 18 hours. <laughs> Unless you're on the potty the whole time, you know. If you were on the potty every time, I wouldn't expect you to answer the phone call. I don't want to hear the echo of that bathroom. I just find that a little bit disturbing. I think that's supposed to be like your time, like your meditation, like your time for dentist, you know? For me, it's my joke and focus time. So, anyway, <laughs> I really got to talk to you about that Bosch Mind Connect or whatever that connection thing is. Thanks. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Bosch Connection. Uh, you have lost. Open's dabbling in some Bosch. I guess. Well, it's, he wanted to go back to. He wanted to go back to uh, high-end technology with a simpler control setup. No, he does not need to dabble <laughs> in the Bosch product. <laughs> That's a good try, though. Yeah, no, he doesn't need to do that. Um, <laughs> so there you go. I need to call him back. Well, at least he's out of jail, so that's good. I might have. Uh... I might have found us another interesting guest for the show that I met when we were in, in Florida. So he is, he's Irish, but he oh, lives yeah. in Vancouver. Hmm. I was like, you know, I know a Scottish guy that lives north of there. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, Ben Thompson. That's right. HVAC strong. Dude, I tell you, I, I reached out to, I reached out to him this past week about um, the furnaces he's been putting in. Cause I remember seeing he puts in uh, continentals yep. and, I, and I remember seeing them um, in the, the Napoleon versions at AHR. Right. But nobody reps them down here. No, oh, it's a sweet it's, looking. God, they're good looking furnaces, man. I love watching those dang things go in. And what's interesting is they're he's all 95% the plus. Well, on, on social media, yeah. yeah. He's, that's the only one I ever see is the one he's putting Yeah, in. no, those things are... But they look great. The Napoleons look badass, too. You got some plexiglass on them, right? It, I think. I guess... I think it is, because you can... So, I think they had... I looked at it, so I'm going to go sales guy mode here for product I don't have. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, Bob. Hey, you know, you never know. <laughs> I'm, I've been making some phone calls. I might be able to introduce you guys and get some things hooked up. Who knows? Um, but they've, they're a three tier furnace, which I think that plays in perfectly the conversation we just had. They've got a 95 and then they have, I think a two stage 95, then like a badass looking 96 that's multi-stage or modulate and something like that. Right. But the middle two tiers have a clear area to the burners. So you can, you can literally watch the burners fire off and it looks cool. Yeah. I shit. thought I saw some plexiglass. Yeah. There. Yeah. They look cool. Nice. All right. 
So we got HR coming up soon. We do. We do. Um, so yeah, everybody go to ahrexpo.com, get registered. Um, I know we were featured briefly in the podcast pavilion um, promo video. I know they, they passed by, I think, us and Katie and Ash on the stage from Atlanta. And then uh, Dennis gets his turn this time. I spoke on, I think they, they grabbed my, my sound bite last year. They grabbed Dennis's this year. We, I think we're going to have to just do split screen like these other guys are doing. We'll do half of it. You know, both of us will read the same thing with it and send it in and then send it in and be like use both of us this time i guess it's because they just want to see our beautiful charming faces i'm just closer up golf i guess balls on the next one i send to them i'm just gonna hit golf. <laughs> go check out hvac r and come yep. see us in the podcast pavilion. um which speaking of said podcast pavilion, um once you get registered get the app make sure to put the um, podcast pavilion in your search find it pin it so you can come see us on monday and tuesday from one to three i know we are still i think we've got one guest finalized but we are still still debating the second guest um so yep. we need to let you know first guest will get his pick we'll start announcing who's going to be with us on what shows when we get closer to it um but also, you know, once you get the HR app, you can go through, you can find booths, manufacturers that either you're already, you know, using their products and you want to go see what's coming. If there's other things you have seen or products you want to go test out or try, I suggest you go put them on there and go take a look at them. Um, because there's so much to see. If you oh, don't, yeah. if you don't go into it with at least a little bit of a plan, you will be in trouble. Um, I know I overbooked the living crap out of us last time so i am not doing that this time um i literally booked our shows and that's it um and then i know we have student tours on wednesday again so wednesday morning we'll be doing student tours just like we did in atlanta i'm excited about that um definitely excited about it for even more reasons we can get into more of that um a couple weeks probably yep. so just make sure you're paying attention to social media on monday and tuesday maybe a little on sunday I'll give you a teaser um, but yeah, come see us. I think I was working on it the other day. I've almost finished uh, our promo video of us so that we can launch ours too. Um, and then, God, I'm trying to think. I know we still have. Well, I still have a few more guests. We had we had two guests that we had to move around. I've still got two that I've got shows promised to. I've got to get us booked into sometime in the next month or so. Um, Zach attacks coming back yeah, on. Zach's gonna come back on. Um, see so what he's been getting into. Trying to think who else. Still gotta get Garrett on here. I had to move his show twice, which I feel horrible about that. Um, but we'll get it. I'll also say, dang it, I wanted to read the stats. Um, I want to say uh, kudos to Kyle for coming on the show in our last episode and really, really, truly giving people um, oh, yeah, a story great that episode. needed to be heard. It was an awesome episode, um, and I want him to hear this too. I was going to go look at it. Um, I think... Come on, Podby. If I am not mistaken, I think he had the most listened to show outside of 
the crazy numbers we hit with Jason. I, I don't even know how those happen. Jason's numbers are off the freaking charts. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's true, man. Doesn't kill me. Um, man, it's a super thing to load. It'd be awesome. He knocked down close to 200 in his first week, which was nice. Very solid for you know the amount of shows that are get that are out there. Um, on one side, I think collectively, how would he do? This other one was good. So we've we've been pushing Spotify just to kind of you know start seeing how it would work. Um, I might have been logged out. I mean, I listen to Spotify for music. That's just what I do. But a lot of people ask me about Spotify for the podcast. But still, Pandora is the Damn, Pandora kills apparently the place so to go. <laughs> All right, so so yes. In his first two weeks. In his first two weeks, he broke the top. He broke the top ten of Spotify in his first week and a half. Nice. So I mean, it's it's killed. It's it's done really well. So it yeah, he definitely hit close to three plus hundred in the first week. Killer show. Um, so and we've had so much good feedback from it. Um, because it's, it, it's, it's one of the... I think it's one of our best feel-good episodes. It really oh, is. Oh, yeah. It's a good feel-good episode. I've got a ton of sound bites I want to cut out of it one day when I have, you know, time. Because uh, we work for a living and do this. Right. Also, uh, was, speaking of great. that, speaking of that, it is training season for HVAC. Everybody mm-hmm. knows I'm, a, I'm an HVAC trainer. Please sign up for all trainings. I don't care what you go to. Sign up for anything you can in your town. Learn one or two things. I promise you, you won't regret it. Um, I wish I would have done that when I was in the field. And I try to stress that now. So anything you see, sign up for it while the weather's kind of mild. If your boss isn't a big guy, isn't big on training, you're going to have to you're going to have to work with him because you can't progress without knowledge. So, nope. Evolve or dissolve, as we Evolve like or say. dissolve. Yep. So get out there and do some training, and we will see y'all next week. That's right. Like I said, pay attention to some Instagram this weekend, first of the week. Get you, drop you some hints. Got some big stuff coming. So thanks for listening, everybody. Like I said, make sure to follow us on social media on TikTok and Instagram at HVAC.R&D. Find us on LinkedIn, Trade Hounds, and Facebook as the HVAC R&D Podcast. Bunch of stuff's going to be hitting Instagram and, and all those next week, so check us out. Go find us on Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us, like us, share us to your friends. Please leave us a review. Let's continue to build this trade crew, everybody. Everybody have a great weekend. We love y'all. Peace. Yeah, come on. Get it.